up everybody welcome back to another episode of binging batch what should be your favorite bachelor recap podcast if it's not what are you doing you haven't told enough friends about us we need all the listens we can handle it is the laura and guest show and this week i have another internet friend who i am forcing to become a real friend i have my internet friend Alyssa. what is up Alyssa? welcome to the show Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Laura. I was very excited. I would say Alyssa is one of those people that we follow each other on Twitter. And, you know, we're in the Circling Back Discord. And the, are you in the Will Mommy's Twitter group on there, too? I'm not in the Twitter group. I'm in the Facebook okay. group. Facebook group, yes. But I was like, I need some ladies with some hot takes. And I feel like I did enough creeping. I feel like <laughs> Alyssa will do great things. I hope so. I hope I live up to your expectations. <laughs> I, as I told you when we were talking about this, I, I already spend so much time thinking and talking about this show and tweeting about it and reading about it. And it just takes up so much space in my brain that um, I, it might as well go to something productive every so often. <laughs> exactly. I was just having, I was telling one of my coworkers the other day, I'm like, there's so many different coworkers I talked to about it. I'm like, wait, did I talk to you about this? Did I talk to this other one? I'm just repeating so much batch information all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I luckily, most of the coworkers that I talk about it with are the ones that come and watch with me. So we all experience it at the same time. So I don't have to have that. But that means that if I have thoughts later in the week, I'm like texting random people. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been watching Bachelor? Like what seasons did you get in on? So I started watching with Nick Vial's season, which really I feel like wasn't that long ago. Um, I had a good friend from college that watched and her boyfriend was studying away that semester. And so to like make sure that we had time to hang out because I knew she was lonely, I would go over, I'd pick up takeout and go over and watch watch with her. And I have been hooked ever since. Um, before that, I read some recaps um, that were just like good writers that I liked that would recap, recap the show. Um, but that's when I first started watching. And then I've gone back and watched some older seasons since then. Yes. And I love that they're finally bringing some older ones back to like Netflix and stuff. And I don't know if you know, if you have HBO Max, there's a whole bunch of random stuff on there. Yeah, I was going to dive into, I think, Bachelorette Australia, but the season I was looking for wasn't on there. There was a, a gal that was on, I think, Winter Games, maybe, um, that then was one of they had two bachelorettes in Bachelorette Australia, their like most recent season, I think. And she was one of the bachelorettes. And 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 so I was gonna watch her season because I really liked her on Winter Games. But oh. it's not one of the seasons that they have on HBO Max. But I still may watch some of the international versions. There the couple that I have watched have been, I think it's both been Australia. They have been good. they they've been a little older, I think, but very entertaining. Yeah, I that's how I've gone back and watched I think maybe JoJo's season. JoJo's season was the one in particular that I really wanted to go back and watch after I started watching the show because then since that was not that long before Nick was Bachelor, there were a lot of guys from that season 
that then I would see on Paradise and different things like that. And Wells is one of my favorite people to come out of the show. And, and he was on that season. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Wells. I feel like there's always the rumor that Chris Harrison's going to leave. And I feel like Wells would be a good alternative if Chris has to leave us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Wells has kind of a similar background with the radio experience and Chris having done like TV, you know, news things. And so I think they have they have a similar background there that I think would benefit Wells a lot. But I don't think Chris Harrison's going anywhere anytime soon. He's not going to give up that money. <laughs> I know. I'm like, surely he makes enough money to do not that much work that he's not going to give this up for a very long time. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, and you know, when, when he, it was reported that he'd bought a house in Austin, I was like, I mean, he is rich and people can fly <laughs> back and forth. You know, it's not, it's not like the normal person. It's not like me where, you know, because I buy a house somewhere, that's where I have to live and work. You know, he, he can, he can go it come and go as he pleases. And it's, it's probably because his kid is, is there for school. So Right. Although I don't know if I'd be that excited to be like, oh, yeah, I just went off to college. Now my dad, my parents just decided to move to town real quick. I know. I know. Maybe it, maybe it's more of like a college house for his kids, <laughs> his kid and their friends to rent. Maybe, you know, I had friends from I had friends from college that their parents would just like buy a house because they had siblings that were going to go to the same school or whatever. Well, that sounds genius. Then sign me up for that. Where was that when I was going to school? <laughs> My mom and dad never did that, but right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right. So now you did you watch um what's uh Hannah's season then? So you like Tyler C, you knew all about him and his life. Oh yes, I did. Oh yes. And I then did. Colton's season, I'm assuming as well. Mm-hmm. So the Heather stuff. Okay. Yes, I am aware of both of those things. Sorry, I had to put the dog toy up, otherwise. <laughs> and squeaking <laughs> scout is also ready for his podcasting debut <laughs> yeah he really thinks he's the star today apparently. <laughs> uh all right well I think let's just dive into the episode so we get the continuation of the mj versus justinia battle and i guess i feel like mj just continues to dig herself a hole that she cannot get out of you know and i like I- her so well <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted to like MJ. I she's her hair is gorgeous. She's an Ohio State grad, which you know I'm a grad student here. So I, I just really I wanted to like her, but I something that I really kind of the more I thought about it last week and it continued watching this episode, I really don't like the way the franchise keeps pitting these really well spoken women of color against these white women who refuse to see the error of their ways and cry and make themselves a victim. And I feel like that's what's happened with MJ in this situation. And and I mean, even when she went to go home, she's not owning what she did. She's talking about how Jacinia just really set her up. And I mean, really, in my opinion, the only bad thing Jacinia did was own up to the fact that, to, that she was the one who said MJ's name to Matt. If she had never said that, this wouldn't have been an issue. I know. I guess I feel like, do we think, not? I think it came up later, Katie was trying to say that she wasn't saying anyone's name. But surely we, someone else would have said something. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like when you're, there's that few girls, finally, someone's going to talk about something because you're making people unhappy. Like MJ was like, they're going to be so surprised that I'm not coming back. And it's like, no, everyone was very happy that you were gone because you were a pot stirrer. 
I agree. I agree. I I think that in, oh, was it Victoria? I think too, the last week had said something about, you know, you're the one who said my name and to someone and was so upset about that. And it's, I'm sure you are not, she is not the only one that said your name. She's just the only one that Matt said, said your name. So that's, I mean, it's the self-awareness isn't there. <laughs> well, and MJ again was going off, of course, playing the victim and saying that she was sabotaged. But then in her, right before she was gone, was calling Jacinia a little bitch. And I'm like, you, are you not realizing what you're doing? This is all recorded. It's all going to come back to you. You're not helping yourself at all. Oh, I mean, you know, and the, the weak bitch moment is what she kept saying and thing, And it's like, I mean, I don't, you know, you're just fine having feelings. If that's what you're calling a weak bitch moment, I don't love that language for that, you know? And, and also it kind of shows me that you're not very emotionally aware. <laughs> Yeah, I was happy that Jacenia brought up the weak bitch moment. And then, I don't know, it just, MJ got what was coming to her. And yeah, she just lied and never owned up to it. And then, of course, I was a little upset with how much I liked her little catchphrase, though. And she's like, hold on, gotta fluff my hair. Forgot who I was for a minute. Try to pull it together. <laughs> oh, I mean, if that was, if it was anybody else on the show... That would have been a great moment that you wanted, you know, you were memeing everywhere, you were using as a gift, it, you know, it would be, it would be something that was everywhere. It would be something that they would carry into paradise or something. But, you know, she just really had that awful villain run that, that ended with that line. I don't know, people may still make it a meme, like with, with Crystal's glitter from, from Ari's season or something like right. that. <laughs> yeah, and then we have Jacinia calling her out saying, weak bitches lie, and that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Jacinia handled it really, really well. I, I There were a couple moments where she kind of like side-eyed or something that I was like, you know, that, that wasn't necessary, but I thought she handled it very well for something that I don't necessarily, necessarily feel like she should have been drug into. Oh, yeah. I was kind of like, Jacinia seems like this quiet girl. We haven't seen a lot from her. And then she's just flat out getting yelled at. And I was proud of her. <laughs> I was too. And I was proud of her for, you know, even though, like we said, there was probably other girls dropping MJ's name to Matt. She at least owned up to it, which is good. You know, I mean, I don't know that it was a great play to come forward and, you know, and say, yeah, I said your name because then it puts a target on your back. But I mean, in the in the interest of honesty, it's pretty good compared to what the others did, which was just sit back and let her take it. Yes, agree. And then, you know, Matt was saying he was conflicted and I feel like I was concerned for a little bit. I was not sure that Matt was going to do the right thing. I was worried. And I think part of it is because we haven't really seen very many moments between Matt and either of these women. You know, so much of the show so far has been focused on other drama, other people that I haven't really seen enough to be like, oh, yeah, Matt really likes Jacinia or really likes MJ. And so I, I was nervous, too. But I feel like I feel like he made the right decision in the end. And, and I'm glad he did. And he seems to be doing that pretty well so far, which other bachelors I don't think have as much. Yes, I agree. I feel like he's not tolerating it as much 
And maybe it's just because it's more condensed this time with the fighting. It's all kind of back to back, but I feel like he's taking care of it rather than letting it drag out and kind of ignoring it. Well, and I feel like he's seeing through things pretty well. You know, if, if somebody's saying something that's kind of a lie or seems a little shady, he's aware enough to realize that, which doesn't always happen. And I'm, I'm actually, you know, I have other concerns about Matt as far as his behavior outside of the show and things that he's done, you know, since the show filmed. But I've really been impressed with the way he's handled the drama, the way he's interacted with the women. I think he's done a really good job on the show. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't have too many complaints at Matt, I don't think, at this point. Yeah, so far. I mean, I, I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As we know with this show, one minute you love someone, the next they're a garbage pile. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so then Matt decides, bye, bitch, MJ, you're gone. And then Jacenia says she's proud of Matt and she feels validated. And I think Bachelor Nation can agree. I think everybody's on Jacenia's side. <laughs> I haven't and read then, the tweets, but I, I tried to tried to stay pure for this recording. But I, yes. I have a feeling everybody's everybody's on her side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then we find out that there is no cocktail party. We are once again going to jump into the rose ceremony. And How then, do you feel about that? How do you feel about them not getting... Do you, what do you think it says about Matt and him making these decisions? Well, to be fair, what I thought was going to happen, which I got really pissed, and my boyfriend is like, calm down, it'll be okay. I thought he was going to cancel everything. I was uh -huh. like... This man cannot handle it, and he's going to have no cocktail party, no rose ceremony, and I'm like, we're going to be so off course. Oh, my so gosh. luckily, I was wrong. Ceremony. Can you imagine what a what a slaughter the next one would have been? He would have had to get rid of so many. Oh, my gosh. I don't, that I was worried. I was like, he's very stressed out. He's confused. He said it out loud. He's conflicted. We're not getting it. Oh, no. Yeah, that would have been awful. Uh, but no, I like that he's to the point. I mean, I think we still have a lot of girls left, at least up until the end of the night. And I'm continue to be baffled by the amount of time that they don't get with him because I'm like, this is a six week long process so far. You're not telling me that all those girls can't have at least 10 minutes every time they see him to chat, but whatever, what do I know? You would think, you would think I, Really, when I see him cancel the rose ceremonies and or not rose ceremonies, the cocktail parties, the thing that I kind of think about, the ones that talk about, oh, I just really need that time. I really need that time. You never really see the front runners doing that. And I think that there's a reason. You know, I, I think that at this point, he probably knows who his top four or five are going to be. And it's just a matter of, you know, what order he's going to send the rest of them home. So I don't really know that the extra time makes a difference as far as him hopefully trying to find love, if that's actually the goal of the show. Um, but I, you know, it does make a difference as far as how many Instagram followers, you know, these women are going to get and, and how, how early they're going to get to go to Bachelor in Paradise, you know. I mean, so I guess for them that time does make a lot of a difference. Yeah, I... I feel like same if this by this point you're not getting the time you're not going to get the time so it doesn't really matter because he's so far ahead in other relationships that you can't really make up for that lost ground so 
Oh, yeah. Kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I think that ultimately that's what caused his breakup with Katie here at the end of the episode was they just, they hadn't had enough time yet at that point. Yes, agree a thousand percent. And I mean, we'll get there too, but I feel like he and Katie just had friend vibes the whole time anyway. Oh, and I yeah. was like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, sorry, I, I, dera- I derailed there. No, all the derails, welcome. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess speaking of Katie, then we have Serena C kind of out of nowhere before we even get to the rose ceremony saying that this is your fault and you're the reason we're not having this cocktail party. You're the reason that MJ went home. Why would you bring up the fact that we're all mean to each other? I kind of feel like at this point, Serena C has kind of started to get baited in on this by producers. I don't know. This felt enough out of nowhere that it, it felt manufactured to me personally. Um, and I I feel like Katie, I feel like she was in the right in bringing it up. I mean, this, this was a, a really not great environment. And hopefully at least we'll see that it's improved once the women that were causing the issues have gone home. And so, you know, I, I feel like I have some more thoughts on, on their conversation the next day after the rose ceremony that we can get to in a second. But I feel like up to that point, Katie had really handled everything very well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't say what I would do in this situation, but I'm sorry, Serena. Like legitimately people were having a bad time and you were mean to the new girls. And the person that you are supposedly want to marry should know how you're treating other girls. Like that's actually a big part of your life together, treating other people kindly. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, I want to know if I, if I'm going to date somebody, I want to know how they treat people around them because that's going to make a big difference on if I want to be with them or not. And I think Matt deserves to know that too. Yes, exactly. So we have that little hot button issue. And then I just want to talk about Ryan for a minute who was freaking out so hard the entire time. And I just kept saying, girl, you've got to calm down. I thought she was going home, but I was like, you need to lock it up a little bit. I loved her jumpsuit though. She looked great. She did look great. And then she started just crying everywhere. And I was like, oh God. I mean, it's kind of one of those, she knew what was coming, you know? And I, I guess that's given her screen time, but she she knew what was coming, but yeah, you would like to see him rein it in a little bit. I yeah. the dog is just and it's it's <laughs> inching hog right now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I and then we, they went outside to scream, and I was like, "This is a little unnecessary." <laughs> yeah, it felt it felt too much for me. It felt too much for me too. And then, alas, goodbye to Ryan, goodbye to Maggie, and goodbye to Brittany, who I was a little bit surprised. I guess full circle, not really just because they really didn't have a lot of time except when he was comforting her about the whole escort situation. But I was kind of surprised that Brittany went home. Yeah, I have to say I was too. I really kind of thought they would have at least, at least kept her another week after everything that she'd had to go through the last you know, two episodes, I guess. I thought that they maybe would have kept her around a little bit longer. But obviously she wasn't really, you know bring much to, t- in- to the table in her conversations with Matt other than these other women are being mean to me. So, um, I mean, 
unfortunately we had to see her go. I, it kind of disappointed me for her to leave. Um, I kind of felt like there were other women, other women that have been there longer that have done less with their time than Brittany has. Um, and maybe that's just what we're seeing. You know, we're only seeing a, a very select amount of time that they're spending together, but, um, I, I was disappointed to see her go. I wanted to make a note. Um, Katie was kind of freaking out about getting a rose there at the end. And she ended up getting like the second to last rose or something that they gave out. And then I think Serena C got the last one. Mm -hmm. uh, and Katie said something about, I need to know that everything I'm going through is worth it, which I felt like is, is a lead in for then later when she goes home, some of that same kind of storyline character development of like, if I, it's okay if I go through this emotional trauma and all of these awful things that come with a part of being with the show, as long as it pays off in the end with <laughs> me finding love or whatever other goal there is. All of this emotional trauma is fine as long as there's a payoff. And I thought that that was kind of funny. Yes. She's like, I'm not going to actually be the victim, but if I have to be the victim emotionally, I better, I better get rewarded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Katie knows what's up. I feel like she can play the game. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I think she does. <laughs> uh, well, that kind of leads us into the next day. Chris brings up the date card. Piper gets the one-on-one. -on -one. And then we have the Serena's pissed because she's pissed at Katie still and needs to get it out of her head. So we have the next Katie confrontation. Yeah. I want to, when, when Kit read that date card, I am living for her very trendy Gen Z outfits. That, that was, she looked very hip, um, but I need more gossip girl energy from her. That's, that's what yes. I need from Kit. Um, but yeah, I felt like, like I said earlier, I felt like Serena C is really kind of being hyped up by producers or something for these conversations. Maybe she is genuinely this upset, but I don't really know why she would be because, I mean, ultimately, Katie saying something to Matt got three other women out of the house, and you got to narrow down more people for you to get more roses. Um, true, so true. I, Good point. <laughs> I don't really know why she's so upset. Um, but I also, I didn't love the way Katie talked to her when she came and talked to Katie. I, the only thing that I can think of, again, knowing nothing, is I feel like maybe Serena is just so insecure in general because she knows she has not had any time yeah. that even if other girls are going, I think she could be the one that's next kind of thing that she has that in her mind. So she's just trying to do anything to limit other people, you know? Yeah, maybe I she thinks she can call out Katie as the bad guy. It gets her one step closer, even though that emotional connection, I don't really think is there. I mean, and she's seen it work for other people. You know, Victoria kind of put a, a target on the back of, oh, there was somebody at the very beginning. And then also kind of with Sarah, she kind of put put targets on their backs and then they were gone. And, mm -hmm. and Katie, you know, Katie didn't specifically name Victoria, Anna or MJ, but her kind of doing that tattle to, to Matt about them is what ultimately sent them home. Um, and so she's seen it work. So I think there, there could be some legitimacy there to what you're saying. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think you're right though, because at this point it's pretty obvious that she and Matt 
aren't in game, I feel like. She's, I, I don't feel like, maybe there's some Serena C stands out there that disagree with me, but, <laughs> but I, I think it's pretty obvious that she's not making it to the end with Matt. Uh, I do follow her on Instagram because her fashion is on point, but <laughs> <laughs> she has gone drastically downhill on the show in my mind. I, she, yeah, she looks great. She looks great every single episode. There's several of them that just really pull out all the stops with their fashion every episode. Yes. But well, and I going back a little bit, I kind of agree. I feel like Katie did not do a great job at this one point. And maybe she's just so tired of having to defend herself and be the more mature one that I think this is the one that she kind of snapped a little bit. And it was just, this is high school bullshit. I don't want to be dealing with this. We're not talking about it. And I feel like Serena didn't go about it the right way either. But this is the first time that Katie, I think, kind of lowered herself to their level. And it wasn't the best, I guess. Yeah, I expected more from Katie there. You know, I, I felt like she she really got very aggressive and started screaming and was really kind of waving her hands in Serena C's face in, in an unnecessary way. And that... Yeah, it disappointed me. And maybe it's just because I expect more from Katie so far because she's shown us that she is more mature. You know, maybe if somebody else had done the same thing, I wouldn't feel the same way. But I I really felt like some of the screaming and some of the response to that wasn't a great look from Katie. Um, and and I, I like for her to be a little more mature with it. Not that I think that what Serena C was doing was great either. But I mean, I haven't, I haven't been given anything from her to make me expect more maturity from her like I have from Katie. You know, the way Katie has handled other situations has really made me expect her to handle it really maturely and without screaming. Yes, for sure. And then when Serena stormed off and told the rest of the group and then flat out lied. And uh, luckily, I guess that Katie was there and is like, when did I say that, though? I never said to you that I'm not here for Matt. You're just making this up. Did I get a vibe, though, then when Katie came in that the other girls didn't necessarily like her that much? I think there was something. And I couldn't tell if it was a we don't like Katie or if it's a oh, my God, this has to stop. How are we still fighting about this? Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure. It kind of I mean, it felt like when Serena C went over and that wasn't all the girls sitting there. And so maybe I mean, that many people there's going to be kind of cliques of, of really good friends that form, I feel like, just naturally. And so maybe that was just Serena C's good friends that she went and sat with. Um, but it, it really kind of felt like when Serena C went and sat down, those were all people kind of on her side. Um, and and you're right, maybe it was we need this to end, but it, it didn't feel great towards Katie when she went over there. Well, and that's, I was kind of surprised because Jacinia was in that group and then her response was basically, can we just not focus on this anymore? And I was surprised considering we, you were just in it, Jacinia, you and MJ were just in the same conversation and Serena was kind of doing the same thing, but yeah. now we just want to forget it. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Cause I feel like probably Jacinia is like, you know, MJ went home. She was one of the mean girls. Let's move on. But yeah, she kind of did the same thing, you know? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation. I feel like all of these kind of 1v1 villain setups keep happening with these girls. 
couples and and it's it's women and it's really half the time kind of seems like it's coming out of nowhere and i wonder if it's just the way that the show's choosing to set up a story is you know each each episode there's going to be a conflict between these two women and that's the story i i don't know that's something that actually i was talking to somebody last week i think and it was just talking about the girls being evil and everything and i guess it's at what point can we finally get away from this narrative that women are vicious bitches just trying to attack each other and be petty all the time and obviously they need drama for the show but kind of like you said it seems very like okay one down who's the next one like keep on going i think that i am I don't know that this is an original take by any means, but I definitely, I blame the producers for a lot of it. I think more than, than the average viewer does maybe um, just because I've, I've done enough reading and listening to interviews with past contestants and things to really know how much the producers kind of intervene in things. Um, not that they're able to, I don't think, you know, if you're a good person and everything you're doing on the show is demonstrating that, they're not going to be able to make you look bad. Um, but I do think sometimes if you're doing not great things, they can make you look worse. Um, and I think that they're able to really kind of hype people up in those interviews, those talking head interviews that mm -hmm. they do, and then send them out and watch everything burn. You know, I, I, I kind of, I feel like that happens a lot. Um, I think there was a conversation that happened maybe two weeks ago between like Katie and Victoria or something where to me, it just really seemed like that had been the case. They, they had been, been in those interviews with producers and then just kind of been set up of this is your argument that you're, you know, what if she says this, then you're going to say, and, and they really had their, their comebacks really prepared. It felt like to me. Um, and, and I, I feel like, I don't know, I'm hesitant a lot of the times to blame some of the bad behavior that happens on the show actually on who those contestants are as people, just because I think that with the producers, there's, there's so much going on behind the scenes that you or I can't imagine that happening to us. You know, that's, did you see um, the thing? Was it last week when Dylan went off on Twitter and did his like, ask me anything, but then uh, do you see Rachel Lindsay responded and basically <laughs> said that she basically said that everything, not everything, but most of what Dylan was saying wasn't true and just trying to discredit the fact that the producers have so much input and kind of what we had said, if they like you, you're going to get a good edit. And if you're going to do bad things, you can look a lot worse. And basically she was coming out and kind of saying that was the opposite, which surprised me. You know, I, it's tough. I really like Rachel Lindsay a lot. Um, I liked her season a lot. I think I, I listened to her podcast that she does with for the ringer. Um, I, I enjoy her a lot, but I have to keep in mind that she also does one of the official bachelor nation sponsored podcasts, mm -hmm. you know, for, I mean, for them to, to keep giving her the things that she does, she's kind of got to toe the company line a little bit. And I, I think that there's different experiences for everybody that goes on the show too. You know, I, I think somebody like her, somebody like Nick Vial, somebody, you know, some of these that seem to do pretty well on the show just naturally, who the producers seem to really like. I don't know that they have these same situations, um, but I do think that there's others that 
maybe you're a little more easily manipulated um, or who the producers don't see a long run with, like, mm -hmm. like a Rachel Lindsay, you know, who ended up becoming Bachelorette, like Nick Vial, who was on two seasons of the Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and then became The Bachelor. I, you know, I think people like that, who they see a really long run, the producers want them to like the production so that they'll come back. And some of the others are a little more expendable for them. Uh, yes, I was going to say, speaking of manipulation, then we have Heather rolling in hot in her minivan. Oh, my and God. I, I mean, I was on Twitter for a little bit of this, but it was just one of those things that everyone's like, this is the most fake shit we have ever seen. There's no way that they didn't know she was coming. The amount of testing and quarantining and all of this stuff that she would have had to do beforehand. And then why the minivan? I just have questions. Yeah. And I kept trying to think about, okay, like why, what would actually prompt Heather to do this? She's got to know that she's not going to look great coming in this late. There's got to be people around her who are like, okay, you realize how this is going to look. I mean, there's got to be people saying that to her. And so I think the only two reasons why she actually went on, I don't think she's that into Matt. I don't think that that's the reason. I think the only two reasons she went on are number one, to get a bump in Instagram followers tonight <laughs> and next week. And number two, because going on this season makes her relevant if she wants to try and get a spot on Bachelor in Paradise. If she does not go on this season, Nobody knows who she is by the time summer comes around. If she makes it on Bachelor in Paradise, she's one of those very last people who goes home like the next night. This is, I mean, this is the only, the, to me, those are the only explanations. I don't think she actually likes Matt that much. If she had, she would have reached out or she would have tried to go on night one because in the past there have been contestants who did that, who went on, you know, had been on in the past mm -hmm. and then went on night one. And it, it it just all can't it cannot be true that if she's best friends with Hannah that it has not come up before Matt was the bachelor I think I saw somebody say the timeline doesn't match up like this like they could have met back in April May because this wasn't filmed until October he had plenty of time she had plenty of time I should say to get in touch it's not like you don't have access especially being in that bubble of bachelor contestants already Oh, yeah. And when was Matt announced? Like, July? I mean, there was I, time. I think it was early, because I guess we got Claire's announcement, and then, like, right... Or didn't they announce him before Claire? Because he was supposed um, to be on her season? He was announced as a contestant on Claire's season, and then, I think... But I think he was announced as Bachelor before they went to film, because he never filmed any part of, of Claire's season. Right. So, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but... I mean, Either way, plenty of time. This should have happened forever ago. I don't believe it at all. No, if Hannah really wanted them to meet and get together, she would have made it happen. You know, if, if that was really Hannah Brown had said, you guys need to meet and be together, it would have happened. And if Hannah wanted to help Heather's Instagram, I mean, she and Tyler were doing TikToks constantly. There are other ways than trying to have her go through all of this quarantine bullshit to get on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Heather could. I mean, Heather could have gone and joined the quarantine crew with them. There was who knows how many of them already quarantining together. Right. I, in air quotes, those who yes. are listening and aren't seeing this. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I guess the only thing I did appreciate from her getting there is the security guy being like, who are you? No, you can't come in. We're not open. The security footage from the back of her head towards Chris Harrison standing so far away made me laugh so hard. That was so funny. And it just kept make, made me think, making me think, sorry, words are hard, about <laughs> Pilot Pete's season and the security footage of him hitting his head on the golf cart. And that's all I could think about with that security camera footage. It was so funny to me. That, I mean, that's, I guess, the greatest value that came out of Heather showing up was that really weird back and forth of the camera on her and then the security camera on Chris Harrison. <laughs> uh, I forgot about Pilot Pete in the golf cart, so thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I love that Chris was just like, I can't make these decisions. I got to run up the hill real quick, talk to a whole bunch of people, see you later, maybe. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was, it was, it was good. It was a good, I mean, it was silly that she was there, but it was a good sequence of television. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, and then lo and behold, shockingly, Heather gets to go into quarantine and we'll get back to her later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we have Piper and her one-on-one -on -one with her little carnival date in the woods. And I guess my complaint kind of with this entire episode of dates is that Matt kept saying he just wants someone he can have fun with. And I'm sorry, all of these dates were set up to be fun in the first place. If you like, I don't know that there's most people that I wouldn't have fun with on these dates. I think that's true. I think that's true. I, I mean, I think those are all, yeah, things that you're naturally going to enjoy, typically. I mean, you'd have to really be a wet blanket to ruin most of those dates. <laughs> well, I just kept thinking, I hope that the, like, carnival games aren't, I hope they paid the big bucks and they aren't the sketchy ones that I'm used to at, like, county fairs and stuff. <laughs> they looked a lot like county fair carnival, right? <laughs> I, I told the, the people that were here watching with me, I was having pretty severe flashbacks to the the summer before I went to college. I was dating a guy and one of our dates was was a carnival at a county fair. And I just really thought I'd blocked that from my memory. But apparently not because Matt James and Piper brought it back up in me. <laughs> oh, good times at some great fair dates. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that was cute. I mean... I like that they got to play games by themselves and just take whatever prizes they wanted. That's a dream of mine that I can just win everything. <laughs> it looked really fun. You know, I really, when they're walking through the dark, I was like, okay, this is the date where Matt James murders Piper in the woods. <laughs> um, it looked like a lot of fun, you know, I mean, it, and it looked like something that they, they were able to talk during, which I think is big. Not all of these, you know, day dates that they do like the horse riding and things. When you're horseback riding, you are so far apart from each other, especially if you're not a very good equestrian, you're not able to talk during the day. And at least, you know, with this part of the date, they were able to be next to each other and interacting the whole time, which I think is good. Yeah. And I feel like I was kind of surprised how short that part of the date was too, because I feel like we didn't get a lot of content out of it, but I suppose they were just having a good time and not really talking about anything. So we didn't miss much, I assume. Yeah, I well, and then when they went, you know, into dinner, and it was, it had, excuse me, already been dark when they did the carnival. The first thing I thought was, 
how late is it when they're eating dinner? Because if they started this date after dark, it is the middle of the night right now. <laughs> I thought that too, because I was not expecting her to actually do an outfit change. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's been four hours and now it's midnight dinner. I kind of thought maybe they'd do like a carnival food type thing. I guess that's not as romantic, but you know, you would have had a more sustained period of time together, but I guess instead they're just really going with the sleep deprivation. Right. <laughs> I think that's the theme every season. <laughs> uh, but I did like her dress that she wore that night. I did make note of that. Those little puff sleeves, all about it. I like most of Piper's dresses. I like Piper a lot. I know we haven't seen her very much, and I think it's because um, her occupation is also listed as graduate student. So oh. I love that. Um, <laughs> But I, she just seems really sweet. She stayed out of the drama. She has great fashion. She's gorgeous. I like her a lot. Yes. And I was proud of her for opening up because I kind of got that same vibe that she was just there being nice and having a good time. And then I was like, oh, look, some emotions, some feelings out of you. I like where this is going. Yeah. I, I felt like they had a really good interaction. I, you know, I, I don't feel like it wasn't. Like some of them where they get so, so heavy, but it also, I felt like she was opening up, she was being vulnerable. They were really building a genuine connection. I, you love to see it. Yes. I feel like Matt is handling these conversations very well too. I think no matter what is thrown at him, he's responding very encouraging. And I don't know. I feel like he's just doing a good job. I think he is too. You know, I think sometimes you have bachelors that just really don't know how to respond. They're like, Oh, I, I, I love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for you. You know, or, oh, oh no, you know, they're, they're just not great at, at hearing what the women have to say and kind of processing those conversations and having a good response. And I feel like, I don't know that Matt did it as much with Piper tonight, but I feel like he typically does a pretty good job of like showing that he registers what they're saying and kind of trying to make a connection with them, whether or not it's a parallel connection, you know, and, and just really trying to build on that. I, th I think he does a really good job of that. And that's what I've been impressed with so far with him. I agree with all of that. I was still, however, surprised that she said she was falling in love with him, especially after so much of the conversation was that she doesn't know how to say those things. And not that I didn't think they were there yet, but I kind of feel like I didn't think they were there yet. And then she was just like, oh, by the way, I'm falling in love with you. That kind of felt like one of those, you know, I don't know when I'm going to have time with you again. So I need to say it now kind mm -hmm. of things. I that's that's kind of what it felt like to me, because I kind of I'm I'm where I'm with you on that. You know, her she was building up all these walls and then didn't really say, oh, but with you, I feel so much different or whatever. It was just, yeah, by the way, I'm falling in love with you. Gotta rip it like a band-aid. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had my favorite part of every season of every bachelor when they dance to a band that I've never heard of. As was this one, Temecula Road, who I looked up on Instagram afterwards. And I think one of the girls just turned 18. Oh great. Love I was like, oh wow. <laughs> love that for them. I, I mean, at least I, I am appreciating this season that they're having more variety with the dates than they did, you know, with Tasha and Claire last season, they, I think Tasha had 
Brie and Chris that had been on Listen to Your Heart on one of her dates. Mm -hmm. And you, I mean, other than that, like you had a few random people come in, but I, I feel like they've been able to do more of that with Matt's season, which I think just shows how much they learned from, from the last Bachelorette season. But yeah, those, those dates, you know, I, I have been to one of the concert dates, Laura. Oh, I, yes. I love everything. Pilot Pete season. I was on the Chase Rice, Victoria Fuller date. Oh um, my gosh. That's amazing. But, and I feel like those are more uncomfortable than the, just the couple with no people around them standing in front of the band, like Piper and, and Matt James had tonight. Um, yeah, it was, it was rainy and very cold and they were not there very long for the amount of time we waited. It was a lot of waiting. <laughs> That's what my next question was going to be. Like, did you get a full on concert or was it just, he's going to sing one song for half the time and then they're on the stage for a little bit. And then the end. He, he sang the one song, maybe one and a half times. And then of course you had all the drama last season with Victoria mm -hmm. Fuller having dated. Question <laughs> had a one night stand with maybe Chase mm -hmm. Rice. Um, and so he, Chase Rice had said, oh, I'm going to play more songs. You all came out. But they ran him off the stage pretty fast. Um, I think to mm. probably, I think probably to do that shot where they had him and, and Pilot Pete like exchanging phone numbers or something. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So then how long were you out there? Like how long did you guys wait around for everything? Um, I mean, we waited probably two to three hours before they got there. Um, they had us in like a shelter deal. And then when we went out, cause it was drizzly and raining, we were in rain jackets that they made us take out off before Peter and Victoria came. So it looked better for TV. Um, and we stood out there for maybe half an hour before they came through. Um, and they had us practice because they have the, the peop the sea of people parts in the bachelor mm -hmm. and the contestant come through and then close the sea of people closes behind them. And they had us practice that over and over and over again for them. And it was, it was neat to see how it happens. Um, and at the time did not at all realize that it was going to be such a controversial episode with Victoria. <laughs> I love that. And more questions, not that we need to talk about this forever, but uh, was this just basically like, hey, did you know it was Bachelor before you went into it? Or is it just like, Chase Rice is here, come watch a couple songs? Yes. So I, the last couple seasons I have watched Unspoiled. Um, but at the time, a year ago, I followed Reality Steve on everything and mm -hmm. it was pretty well spoiled for most things. I I kind of, when I watch Spoiled, I like being able to try and see how the producers are trying to manipulate us to think it's one thing or the other. Um, and so I was following him pretty closely and he had shared that there was this Instagram account that was unverified but kind of affiliated with The Bachelor that had said, hey, if you're in Ohio in the Cleveland area, and want to come be a part of these bachelor dates, email this email account. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I might, might as well try it. And sure enough, I actually also could have gone to, they did another date um, later that week in Cleveland. I don't remember what they did, but I had class. So I wasn't, <laughs> to go. but um, we did, we did go to the Chase Rice Victoria Fuller date. So that is very exciting. And I love this insider knowledge that I did not know you had. 
I, you know, I, I, I'm just trying my best to bring everything I know to the people. Right. Yes. <laughs> Share with the world. <laughs> oh, so anyway, we get done with that. What's her name? Piper gets the rose. And then it's time for the group date. And they go bowling. And my first note was that they were like, look at all this food, wings, nachos, pizza. And none of the got, that got touched. I think when they were giving out the trophy at the end, it was like, here's this full, complete pizza that no one has even eaten a piece of. I think you did see a couple of them grab like a celery stick, but that was not it. <laughs> they didn't want anyone to pass out when they were just throwing balls down the lane. <laughs> yeah, one of one of the um, girls that was here watching with me, she was like, I thought they couldn't eat on the dates. <laughs> That was the first thing she said. And I said, well, I guess they, they weren't going to need whatever they were saying during this part. You know, they were just going to run, run voiceovers. They didn't actually need their dialogue. Uh, and also, how delusional these poor girls to go in and think they were just going to have a casual, let's all hang out friendly together and bowl. No. Oh. And, and this was the exact same date as what they had on Ari Leyendijk's season. The exact same date. The bowling date um, where they had, and they even had them in pink and blue shirts. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong on that. You're <laughs> correct. Now that you are saying it out loud, I am recalling all of this. So I, I had recently rewatched that season because that I, I hated Ari, but I really liked the women on that season. And mm -hmm. so I, I recently have rewatched that with someone who's just gotten into the franchise. And so I'm pretty, I'm pretty fresh on what happens on that season. And as soon as this started happening, I was like, this is the same date. And then when, you know, they had the winning team gets to spend more time with Matt and the losing team goes home. That is exactly what happened on Ari's season and the losers got to go. And that's what sent Crystal into the spin out. I was just waiting for someone to spin out and it literally be the exact same scene of television as what we saw a couple years ago with Ari Leyendijk's season. Well, I thought the, who was going to be, I thought Chelsea was going to be our spin out girl. I was like, she cannot handle this. She's having an awful time. She's not going to survive. I I wrote, uh-oh, Chelsea, in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Matt did a really good job of calming her down and easing her fears. And, and you know, I, I'm jumping ahead still. I feel like we kind of jumped through the the bowling part, but when he then was giving the compliments to the people he had the conversations with, I noticed all of those women were women who had been in the group that had won, which I thought was a really good move on Matt's part because that kind of eased the concerns of those women who had been in the winning group, who hadn't wanted the losing group to come and get more time. Um, I thought that was really good of him to do and kind of kept there from being more fallout from that. Yes. And I had not noticed it until you said that, but yeah, I would say he talked about, yeah, Michelle who got the rose, Chelsea, Serena P. And then who else was the, who was the fourth person in there? He talked about the fourth person that was there was Michelle. No, Michelle got the rose. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three? Someone. I don't remember. Someone don't else. Know. <laughs> the, the thing Someone that I about that was I was disappointed though that they did the repeat of Ari's season because if they hadn't had that second group come in, this would have been the first all person of color after party on the franchise ever. 
Um, oh, that's true. And then all of the women in that in that winning team were were women of color. And then of course Matt is the first Black Bachelor, and that would have been historic. And I was really hoping that that was was what was going to happen. But of course they had to cause some more drama. Which I mean, I feel like it was unnecessary. Honestly, I feel like we've had enough drama and. Yeah, there was causing a little bit of a divide, but we've seen this before multiple times too. Sometimes you lose and you lose. You just gotta go. Yep. Sometimes sometimes they send you home in, in a man thong like they did with on Chelsea or not Chelsea, Claire and Tasha season. Right. <laughs> uh so yeah, that was the group date. Michelle got the rose. They all came back. I don't think we have anything else really to say on the bowling part. It was not hugely eventful. They bowled. They, they bowled. Most of them weren't great at bowling, which I wouldn't have been either. <laughs> yeah, I'm just there for a good time, not to win. <laughs> we bowling, that's a different story. Maybe they should do yes. that. <laughs> and then the thing that the people came for, Tyler C. showed up to give his buddy Matt some advice, which I thought that was a terrible segment and didn't give us anything. <laughs> Oh, this segment didn't get give us anything. And no matter how problematic Tyler C has gotten with some of the things that he's done outside of the show, I have a soft spot in my heart for that man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it didn't give us anything, but I liked seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little cutie. And he just, I feel like he just kind of has like a goofy little smile and he just makes you happy. <laughs> oh, he definitely does. He definitely does. And I, I mean, I, I like seeing him and Matt interact because I do think that it it shows us more about Matt, who we still, I mean, we know a little bit about, but we don't know a ton about, you know, and, and I think that just seeing him interact with people who aren't the women on the show, people he knows already, I, I think that that really gives us a maybe a little bit of an insight to who Matt is as a person, which I like. I think one of my notes was even, I feel like Matt is more excited about Tyler this entire time than he is about Katie at any point during the date. <laughs> I I wrote down when when Katie and Tyler or Katie and Matt went in to, you know, show Tyler that it was them. Um, I wrote down Tyler Cameron is Matt's true love. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what I wrote down. Tyler Cameron should win the season. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> they could just live with, happily in their little bromance and be fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so Katie's spa date, when they had the actress doing the massage and they were doing the little prank, speaking in her headset, whatever, I did not love this date. I feel like it was a little weird, immature, and not great in general. It made me uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. Um, the fact that, you know, there were some some straddling and things happening that Tyler Cameron did not consent to, you know, I mean, he, he consented to that being a normal massage, not whatever it was that happened. I, I didn't love that there. You know, I did think it was about the perfect date for Katie um, because it really did show, I, I mean, Katie, I feel like has really great comedic timing. Um, and this is something I, she has a huge following on TikTok. And so if you've seen any of her TikTok videos, she's very funny. And oh, I have not. Yes. She's like, has at one point had more TikTok followers by a lot than she had Instagram followers. Hmm. Um, and so I, I felt like this was the perfect date for Katie to be on 
just because it showed how funny she is. Um, even though it was awkward, it made me uncomfortable. I didn't think it was a great way for Katie and Matt to get to know each other. I thought it really showed Katie really well to the audience. Yeah, that's kind of what my comments in general were. I just felt like it was kind of what I said earlier. I feel like she's been in the friend zone. And this was kind of a like, hey, let's just joke around. Even though they were trying to be a little sexual with the moves. It was about a prank on Tyler and nothing to do with them. And again, I could have fun telling someone else what to massage someone all day long. Like, Oh, and I mean, it, it just definitely... It gave me this, this is my buddy and we're playing a prank on my other buddy. You know, it, it wasn't romantic in any way. Whereas, you know, with Piper, of course you've got some of the, some of the scary rides or whatever, but there's some of that on that one-on-one, -on -one, some things that were at least a little bit romantic and nothing with this date with Katie was romantic, but it was funny. Yeah. And then... We get to the evening portion and Katie tries to bear her soul a little bit and talk about everything reminding, you know, what she was missing in her past relationships. And Matt was just not impressed. It was all over his face that he was just kind of sitting there and taking it. Yeah. Matt's face. That's the first time that I've really been able to just, sorry, my dog is making noise. <laughs> Um, Matt's face, that was the first time where I was really able to just be like, I know exactly what he's thinking and it, he is not indicating. He is, he is not. And it, I mean, it just, I feel like we've seen this before where there's somebody who makes it decently far on the season just because they're, they're good friends. They're a good person. The bachelor or the bachelorette likes them, but they don't like them enough to, you know, want to be with them romantically, which I think is something that all of us can relate to probably there's probably somebody that has been in our lives before that, you know, I, I like you, but I don't like you enough to want to date you. And I think that that's unfortunately the thing that happened with Katie and Matt. I think a thousand percent. And then poor Katie was very unprepared. She seemed a little shocked and taken aback to say the least. Well, and I mean, if I'm Katie, you know, it's going well. It's it's going pretty well. We had fun. We laughed. You know, I I met his best friends. You know, but I I feel like she should have been able to see on his face that it it wasn't going great. You know, as far as that evening portion. Yeah, and then he walks her out, and she says she hopes you. I hope you find what you deserve, and did not throw anyone else under the bus. Like, not that I wanted her to take a jab at Serena C, but. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I mean, and then when she's in the car, she says, I, and I wrote this down again, I am who I am. And there's someone out there who wants that. And, you know, I said earlier, her quote before, during the rose ceremony at the beginning, that I need to know that everything I'm going through is worth it. Katie is really building up a great case for, um, for a future career with the franchise. And, and I, I think that they're doing a really good job of, of giving her that storyline. I think that those are things that whether she, you know, gets to be Bachelorette, whether she's on Bachelor in Paradise, those are both lines that this show can show over and over again to make you really feel for her and make you really want it for her. Um, and I, I think she did a really good job of saying things that they can use in a reel. <laughs> and, and not everybody has that skill, I feel like, on the show. 
Yeah, I feel like I think I said it earlier. She kind of knows what she's doing, even um, if she's not um, gonna stick around like she didn't. But she's got some stuff ready to go. Uh, if she hadn't gotten that one on one date, she would have stick stuck around for another week. I think. You oh know? yeah, I think so too. She could have she could have been on group dates and just kind of floated through. And it's I it's almost a shame that she got the one on one date when she did because she would have. I think she would have stayed a lot longer if she just kept being on group dates. Yeah, or even if she'd had one earlier, I feel like. I feel like she kind of had the bad rap with coming in hot with the dildo, and then she kind of never got the chance. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, they said here at the end, I think on the preview, either this week or next week, they're two weeks away from hometowns. So Matt's probably hyper aware of that and just really aware of, okay, whoever I pick, they have to be who I want to meet their family, you know, I, I need to really be thinking about, do I really want to meet these people's families and, and things like that? And it, I'm sure to him probably made more sense to send her home now than to give her a rose, build her hopes up and then send her home next week or the week after. Yes. He's been doing good with doing the right thing at the right time. So I feel like this was definitely one of those moments. I agree. I agree. And then we get to cocktail party night and psycho Heather coming in with her van once again. Heather looks great, though. She uh, does, yes. I mean, she walks in. She's in that white, gorgeous dress. Her hair looks incredible. Her makeup looks like it's been professionally done. I mean, if I'm one of those other women sitting there during the cocktail party, cocktail party, I am so intimidated. She looked awesome. The best part, though, is when she couldn't get the revolving door to open. I was like, she had <laughs> one little hiccup. <laughs> broke the intimidation factor a little bit <laughs> uh, so heather comes in struggles with the door but makes it oh i did want to point out that kit i loved her gold dress and i think she I made also, a comment i also commented on kit's gold dress she looked great i yes. love fashion uh and then she was kind of like this should be a normal night and then we have heather rolling in struggling with the door and then of course she wanders in, waves to the group as she passes, and just immediately goes to find Matt and ruins Piper's hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for Piper, but I mean, anybody in that situation, that's that's what you're going to have. At least Piper had the one-on-one -on -one and has a rose. You know, at least it wasn't somebody who who didn't have a rose going into the rose ceremony. That's what my comment was. I was like, Piper, you do not need to go fight her right now. You are safe. You have a rose. You don't need to like take the hoops hop off and like rapple around. Like, yeah, just, I mean, you're, you're good for this week. If she gets to stay, you can deal with her next week. But for now, just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then of course, I was surprised that Matt's reaction was just to laugh hysterically. It was very weird. Yeah. Well, and then it, it, it definitely made it seem like there was some familiarity. Like at least they've been on opposite sides of a FaceTime call, whether or not they've met in person. Um, and then he hugged her. And the thing that I noticed when they sat down, his hand was across her body on her thigh. It was not on the thigh closest to him. It was fully across her body, like pulling her closer to him. It was very uh, familiar and really, I mean, you know, you see that and you're like, okay, maybe he's just kind of used to sitting like this with women at this point because he's got to 
make us, the viewing audience, think that he's into however many women. But it, you know, it, it really made you, I had, I was just bound and determined, convinced that Heather was going to come in and go right back home. And I still think that. I don't think she's going to stick around. But that hand on the thigh is really kind of giving me pause. <laughs> just so comfortable right away he's like well this is what i'm doing with all the ladies so welcome oh <laughs> uh, yeah and i mean then we got chelsea which i loved her phrase of if you give her a rose tonight you better marry that girl <laughs> <laughs> well and i think it's tough you know like with the other women that came in later i mean that's not their fault there was something that was said that, you know, I think they had been there since night one. It was just a matter of the producers making them wait longer for them to go in the show. That it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when the women were mad at them. Heather did not have the same circumstance. Um, you know, Heather, Heather chose to come in late. She knew when the season was going to film and she could have tried to get on at the beginning if she wanted. Um, so I, I understand their frustration with Heather. Yes, I'm hoping with what we see of the preview for next time that she realizes this is a bad decision, has her little chat, and then moves on and goes home. You didn't see any shots of her in any different dresses, so I'm I'm kind of thinking that, that she's going to go home, which I I hope so. I hope she doesn't stick around, because I don't know that there's any way any of us can legitimately buy that she's the one that Matt's going to feel like he's closest to if he only really has like four weeks left with her at this point. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, if Katie couldn't make up ground and she'd already been there the whole time, you cannot tell me that they have such an instant connection, especially considering if you have that connection and you knew her, even as an acquaintance, you should have followed up on that. And we shouldn't even be in this situation. Oh, I mean, and well, and Matt, I mean, Matt could have slid into her DMs if he was that into her. You know, I mean, he was aware of her. He knew. they. There were so many chances for them to be together. I I don't think she's going to stick around. I don't think he's going to keep her around. And, and I think based on the way he's been acting so far with the other women and the way he's sent people home at different times, I think he knows he can't keep her. Yes. To do the right thing, he needs to continue to cut the fat. Heather's got to go. <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder if the reason that he laughed and, and, you know, reacted the way that he did when she walked in was because maybe he kind of thought she was just another bachelor alumni coming to host a date or give him advice or something. I, I wonder if he didn't quite realize, oh, wait, she's trying to be on the show. Surprise. She's trying to date you. <laughs> another girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> And with that, that is the end of our episode. So, Alyssa, who gets your rose this week? Oh, you know, I think Piper's got to get my rose. I think Piper, she had a great one-on-one -on -one date. I think she did a really good job of, of showing she was vulnerable, of furthering her connection with Matt. She looked great throughout the whole episode. She kind of does a really good job of staying out of the drama. Um, and I, I think it's got to go to Piper with a close second to Katie, even though she went home. Um, because I, I just think that I think she's really set herself up for longevity within the franchise, um, which I, I think is a good sign, especially for going home as late in the placement as she did. Yeah, she's in a really good position no matter what happens after this. Absolutely. 
And I think Piper was going to be my pick as well. I mean, you can't deny the chemistry there. I think they're really cute together. I was surprised that she said she was falling in love. But, I mean, he didn't say he was falling in love back. But he kind of made those moves that he was going to try to keep going down the path with her. So I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, I don't know that she's top four. But I think she'll she'll maybe be top six. You know, I, I, I don't think we're going to say goodbye to Piper anytime soon. Yes. Agree. Well, before we get out of here, anything else? Anything we didn't cover? Anything we, else we need to talk about from the episode? The only thing I have is I wrote down at the end, and I don't really know why, what prompted me to write this note, but I wrote, my parting thought is Matt is the hottest bachelor of all time. And <laughs> I, I thought I would share that. <laughs> I, I feel like we can all agree. Although when they were doing that blooper at the end, when he was trying to kick the pillow, my boyfriend and I were just like, in those pants, in these this suit pants, there's no way. But every so often he does something that I'm just like, you know, I just need you to to keep your mouth shut and stand there and <laughs> things will be a lot better. You know, the awkward TikTok dances a couple weeks ago, the karate. I mean, really in those cut scenes at the very end, those are the ones that really make Matt kind of look like a goober. <laughs> Oh, just imagine how many more we're going to get when we get to, what is it, at, at Men to, or Women Tell All, and they always do bloopers. Uh, I love bloopers, but I don't know that I need all these Matt bloopers. I, I have a feeling he's an actually pretty awkward person in, per <laughs> person in real life. <laughs> uh, well, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming and chatting. Is there anything you want to plug, any socials, anything like that? No, I'm good. I'm just glad to, to talk to you. And I want to encourage everybody to keep listening to Binging Badge and give Laura five stars and listen as many places as you, as you can and follow her on all the socials. I'm not going to plug my stuff because it's it's nothing that your listeners would be interested in. It's <laughs> research and that's, that's about it. <laughs> she does have a cute dog. You heard Scout is on here. So I mean... <laughs> Yeah, he won't shut up, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard him a couple of times. It's fine. Uh, but, yeah, so like Alyssa said, follow me all the places. Follow Binging Batch. Tell your friends. Do all the things. Uh, whatever Laura wants comes out on Tuesdays as well. So I have my other podcast. And, yeah, give us five stars. Tell a friend. Everything. Thank you again, Alyssa. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.